Hey, all you Trek Live crew members, this is Trek Live Dan. Just wanted to say thank you for dropping by the podcast feed. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is recorded live first on our YouTube channel, so definitely um, stop on by to join the discussion. Without further ado, enjoy the show. And we're live for episode 150 of Trek Live. How you doing this morning, Dan? Uh, doing great. Excited to talk about this topic. Um, blown away that it's 150. Wow. Uh, Seriously. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, the 150 is crazy to think about. Um, coming up on four years of doing this, which is insane. It makes me feel old, but uh, it's been it's been a great time. Uh, love doing it. Can't wait to do the next 150. Um, and this is an exciting topic that... Uh, has some fun origins that we'll talk about as well. Um, but before we get into all that, um, how you doing with your rewatch? Uh, still slow go. You guys know the deal with me. Um, uh, I did watch an episode though, though last week. Uh, I did watch crossover. Um, it's the Deep Space Nine version or iteration of the Mirror Universe. Yeah. Kind of introing that a little bit. Um, I liked it. Um, it's got some good stuff in it. It's really dark and dingy and, and, and very cutthroat, which I think is a really... It pays homage to kind of the original uh, TOS style, but uh, it, it, it brought up some memories of, of what's to come, and um, it should be interesting to see uh, how that plays out. So, yeah, I just... Busy with there's a lot of other shows on there too. I mean, we've got it's not like I'm not watching Trek, like there's Trek on every week, which is amazing to say. Um, Absolutely. then there's Mandalorian and a few other shows, so um, still trying to stick with Trek though. So, yeah, for sure, there's a lot of good TV out there, and it's a yeah. even, even with the pandemic, it's busy time of year, and uh, totally get yes. that. Um, yep. But yeah, crossover is a lot of fun. I, I've always been a good proponent. I've always liked it. I've always been a fan. Uh, I, you and I have talked in the past on Trek Live about uh, some mixed feelings about how the Mirror Universe gets used in later Deep Space Nine, and I'm curious to see if your opinion on that holds true on this rewatch, yeah. uh, you know, revisiting it. Um, yeah. And I, I, I've always felt that way, but I do really like crossover. I feel like if they... You know, I think that, like you said, the real cutthroat, um, really dark, really going for broke with uh, buying into the the, the the concept when all they had to fall back yeah. on was mirror mirror. It, it didn't have all this lineage and uh, extra mm-hmm. history that it's kind of been built up with now. Uh, yet it just had the one. It was just a sequel to Mirror Mirror, and there's some really cool continuity yeah. that reference Mirror Mirror with Spock. Um, kind of sparking the change in the empire yeah um, that i'm just curious to win that because i don't i remember them mention mentioning it, the actual term mirror universe uh maybe uh i don't know they may in space nine at some point i think they might start okay calling it that yeah um okay and i think <clears throat> yeah i want to say that might have originated with DS9, but you'll have to pay attention as you as you keep going. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's more episodes to come from that, uh, and really, like I said, you're going to find out if you uh, still have the same opinion of how it gets used mm-hmm. in in the later yeah. part of the show. Um, for me, I'm into season six of the Next Generation. I, I watched the first five uh, times era part two through schisms. Um, uh, I think the highlights there are probably relics. Uh, which I do like. Um, I, I gathered on social media, on Twitter, uh, after sharing my, um, you know, putting my tweet out there that I was watching it. But some mixed opinions. I know some people are are have a hard time with it. Uh, you had mentioned uh, on on the Discord server that you have a hard time with um, the way Scotty's treated in it. The Jordy's a little yeah with him, a little little mean to him at times, and that's. And that is true, and that's a common take. I mean, I feel like a lot of people feel that way. They they think that the episode um, puts Jordy in a position to be a little, a little short. Um, 
and uh, that that can rub some people the wrong way. There's some really sweet scenes in it though. The Scotty on the holographic recreation of the TOS bridge, and, which uh, is fantastic, by the really way. Great, it's really, yeah. really well done. Yeah. And hearing him talk about you know being on all these different ships across his career, but you know nothing quite like this one. And this is the one that's kind of got his heart, and um, it's where he finds himself always wanting to go back to. Uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that in one way or the other, um, whether it's a significant other like a like he kind of talks about it, the first time you fall in love you never quite fall in love the same way again or a, a job or you know it's just i think everybody can kind of relate to having that one thing that you kind of always hold on to and find yourself taking going back to in your head um yeah and really sweet stuff with picard um in that on on the holodeck with him uh, talking about the past mm-hmm. and, yeah, I, I like Times Era too. I think we're going to talk about that more, maybe in next year at some point, uh, as potentially an undervalued, underdiscussed piece of Star Trek. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, interesting run of episodes. Not a fan of Man of the People. I think that's one of TNG's worst episodes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really rough. Um, tough hour. <laughs> it is. It is. It's uh, yeah. pretty pretty brutal. Um, really tough guest character really kind of uh, I tweeted something about him being like maybe the worst character not 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 like the worst written I mean he's you kind of get where he's coming from and you get what, you know what he's doing but um, yeah. just in terms of somebody who's just a terrible person terrible you know impossible to root for guy um, he's doing yeah. something really low uh, I don't know that it gets much worse than him um, so that, that was a low point it's probably the worst episode I've seen in quite a while uh, TNG hasn't been that bad since the early days um, but looking forward to keeping going and uh, season 6 this is the point in my rewatch where I'm pretty much on the, the overlap phase where I'll be mixing in Deep Space Nine and TNG when I do this I tend to go in strict like roll out air date order so when emissary hits i watch emissary and i'll go back and forth i'll watch emissary and then ship in the bottle um and back and forth with whatever the air date order tells me so um if you follow me on twitter and you 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 take note of what i watch you're one of the many people who uh, thankfully comment and share your thoughts on these episodes you're going to find tng ds9 tng ds9 uh for for the next little bit until Voyager comes and I continue to do the same thing. So I, I always enjoy that. It's always nice to kind of compare the two shows where they were both at, at around the same time and what was producing what at, at the same time. Um, so it's probably going to start next week because I'm just a few episodes nice. away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, cool. So why don't you talk a little bit about uh, the topic of the week, where it came from, uh, how oh. we came up with it. Um, and we'll get going from there. Yeah, I the topic kind of arised from our Discord server. We had a uh, Trek After Dark, what we call it, which we hang out, we talk um, Trek, trivia, and we watch things. And one of the ways that we decide, <laughs> because it is a tough, uh, a tall order, actually, to... Uh, put some Trekkies in a room and actually decide <laughs> on an episode, uh, which sounds like it could be an easy task, but it really isn't. It is so uh, we do uh, a random generator um, through Memory Alpha, and uh, I think uh, what was the it. It was the alternative factor. Right? We ended up on it the alternative the... factor, but in that actual case, we actually didn't find the alternative factor through the random article generator. We ended up watching the alternative okay. factor because one of the people hanging out with us, uh, Don Paris from Trek Central, was was. This was in the early days of season three of Discovery, like very early theories yeah. of the burn, and he threw out this crazy theory about it could all tie back to Lazarus and dilithium going bad because of stuff that happened in the alternative factor, and that made okay. us want to watch the alternative factor. So. Um, yeah, yeah. That that's the, most of the time. If we can't come to a consensus <laughs> through like finding an episode in our conversation, we we do go right. to memory alpha, random article generator, and we'll do best of three or make that decide what we're gonna watch. Um, yeah. But at, at the last track after dark hangout, we ended up watching bizarrely uh, the alternative factor um, because of um, some theories and some comments made during the during okay. our, our hangout. Yeah. And that led us to talk about uh, uh, what you know what, what 
and, and this kind of comes into like our um, our Swiss Army knife idea, kind of like Star Trek can do uh, a bunch of different things, always either the next week or the or the last week. Uh, so the next episode, if you guys don't know, TOS is City on the Edge of Forever, which is cited and quoted as probably one of the best episodes of Star Trek ever. So you get this. Um, I I can't remember how we worded it, but this just just complete 180. This complete uh, you know out of nowhere from from something that's not cited very well. This uh, a pretty bad episode to one of the most iconic episodes ever, and it, and it got Bill and I thinking like, hey, we probably should do a topic on that mm-hmm. because. Uh, I think a lot of people, um, you know, in this space, in this commu- community, like to talk about runs of episodes where um, the show is firing on all cylinders, like a, a three, four, sometimes five episode run where it's like, man, this this show can't miss, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's, I think it's going to be fun to kind of talk about and then quote some, um, you know, complete uh, whiplash, I think mm-hmm. is what yeah. we call it, um, <laughs> uh, type of episodes. So should be fun. Definitely, yeah. Fitzy Cal Herb's in the room. Uh, he was there with us that night. Talked about uh, something good came out of watching the Alternative Factor that night. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was <laughs> thinking, um, and we're, we're yeah. grateful to have done it. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It was interesting it, with so many episodes to think about across so many shows. This huge, huge, huge pool of of episodes and different kinds of runs, different strengths and weaknesses across the whole vast, you know sea of, of options here um, it was cool to look at the full body of episodes and kind of look for you know, my strategy was to kind of look for episodes that I was really not fond of um, to see what <laughs> surrounded it and yeah, you know, sometimes you couldn't go with it like I'm not going to pick Code of Honor because the episodes that it's back to back with around are, it yeah are, are <laughs> great yeah. so it's, it's not as simple as just yeah. find the bad episodes it's find bad episodes that you know are bracketed with you know on one side or the other a great episode um and that that led to more deep dive uh checks into like these episode guides and listings and um yeah it uh it was interesting to do the research and really look at the episode lists um the other thing to kind of throw out there is these things are all subjective these are our Exactly. Personal yes. uh, choices for whiplash-inducing pairs of episodes. We know one person, at least, uh, prominent figure in the Twitter community, who loves the alternative factor. And I've met people who really aren't big on the city on the edge of forever and find it totally overrated. So, like, yeah. the 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 the, uh, the city on the edge of forever and the alternative factor is sort of like our example to like illustrate what we're doing here. Because I think, you know. You put ten people in a room, ten Star Trek fans in a room, they'll get that. Like they'll feel that way. Yeah, that the tends yeah. to be like the standard issue opinion. The alternative fact is bad, the city in it is forever is great. Um, but yeah. that's not to say that everybody feels that way. So don't take yeah. the you know, these are not the end all be all, um, you know exactly. complete honest like uh, completely locked in, absolute correct answers. These are our these are our takes. Uh, so yeah, prove us wrong. Yeah, yeah feel free yeah, to yeah, disagree, yeah. and you may yeah. have a back-to-back yeah. pair that we haven't even thought of because yeah, we don't feel the same way about those episodes, and that's great. That's what makes it worth talking yeah. about. If we all felt the exact same yeah. way about all these shows and episodes, it'd be kind of boring to yeah spend a lot of time covering it. So uh, before we get into our our whiplash episodes, um, there's a few things that I want to touch on before we, uh, at least in my list and in my picks, I don't have a newer trek and i think bill and i've talked about this maybe off air uh just between us but um bill talk a little bit about the difference between uh the 90s era golden age uh style and now the the new trek and how that may differ from um you know season lengths you know more serialization does that kind of lend itself to maybe it doesn't have some of these whiplash episodes yeah, I mean, I definitely found maybe some of its recency and not having as much history with the episodes, but I, I do have one example from from New Trek um, in my okay. in my list here. Uh, but it's I, I found it harder to find um, these these extreme swings from newer shows. I mean, I, I and I think even people who aren't in love with the new era Star Trek would probably feel the same way because the show kind of more or less 
it, it more is what it is as opposed to uh, TNG, for example, where you get vastly different approaches, totally different kinds of stories back to back. Yeah, I, I think the more serialized nature, the, the more condensed storytelling, you know, allows for um, it to be less likely for like an imaginary friend or a man of the people <laughs> yeah, yeah. rear his head <laughs> into discovery yeah. or Picard uh, because they're not stretching as thin to like generate episodes for a 26 episode season. So I, I, I definitely think it's easier to find these kinds of examples in uh, the earlier series where you have wider ranges of episodes and more episodes to Large, choose from. Yeah. Larger season. Yeah. Absolutely. And less serialized. Yeah. So more episodic. Uh, gotcha. Seasons. That's my experience. I mean, f- folks may have different opinions on that. Um, again, um, but I suspect that, like I said, even people who, you know, are, are not as big on the new stuff would, would still struggle to find like, you know, one that they love followed by one that they dislike. The, I feel like if you're into Discovery, if you like Discovery and you're bought into it and Picard, you know, you're you're, you're mostly going to skew positive on, or at least not find episodes that are total disasters or... or total like out of, you can't find an alternative factor yeah. in the newer... Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. harder. Yeah, okay. I find that it's harder yeah. to do that. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's one caveat <clears throat> and a good point for sure that, that we definitely yeah. talked about in the planning uh, one thing I do want to read this because it's I, I find it kind of funny uh, Fitz Calherb I remember this says that uh, he tested positive for COVID two days later after he watched the alternative factor was <laughs> episode. and but he said just kidding he, he had a Watching the episode with us made him feel better, so we appreciate that. Cool, um, cool. but I do remember that Fitzy Keller. That was that was heck of a night for sure. Um, yeah, and we appreciate you joining us that night. Uh, and look forward to yes, having you again. We do. Um, so yeah, I, I guess we're just going to kind of go back and forth and share different things that we found in our like review of the the episode guides and uh, looking looking at what's out there. Um, Curious to see if we agree, if we have any that we disagree on. Um, I have a whole bunch that I wrote down. I'm not, you know, we don't have this whole thing totally structured. We didn't do like a you pick five, I pick five kind of thing. Whatever you found, you found. And we'll yeah. just kind of roll with the punches and go with it. So I'm curious, like, what's the first one you want to talk about? What do you, what, what first comes to uh, mind? I'd, I'd, I'd like to start with TOS. Sure. Because uh, I think there's some in there that, uh, um, just coming just from coming from the alternative factor i think there's there's some good good ones in there so uh the first one that i that kind of came to mind was the doomsday machine uh and then does anyone know what the next episode is after that cat's paw right it's cat cat's paw i read that and and this is one of the this is one of the ones that i have a lesser time uh i don't i'm not as hard on cat's paw as some people um i think the first half is fine or first you know 10 15 minutes is fine uh then it just you know, it just goes out the door uh, in the back end. But um, yeah, that's one of those ones where it's it's this action adventure uh, in the Doomsday. Um, really fun, you know, big uh, kind of fun action story. And then we get the next episode. It's just this weird planet cat thing that just <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a whiplash for for sure. So that's one of the first TOS ones that came to mind when I sat down and was like, okay. What other ones are alternative factor uh, type of things? Like your kind of strategy was where you found it, you would pinpoint episodes that you're not really hot on. Uh, and then I found Cat's Paw. I was like, well, what's around Cat's Paw? And then like, one of the, I think one of the best TOS's episodes uh, was right next to it. So, Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. I think... Um that's that's actually the first thing I wrote down on my piece of paper here. So, okay. like the first one that kind of popped. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, they are vastly different um, in in every way, tonally, the kind of story it tells, the quality. In my opinion, is is, is vastly different. Doomsday Machine's thrilling. It still works to this day. It's still got really tense moments and holds up really yeah. really well. Cat's Ball's really silly. Uh, I agree with you. I think it opens okay. I think by the time they you know, get into the more nitty gritty of the story and it becomes a real, you know, almost self-aware sort of uh, parody of like old Halloween notions and imagery. <laughs> it, it, it kind of yeah. falls off the rails a little bit. Um, yeah. But it, it's, uh, 
it's a definite illustration of like the the ebbs and flows of what Star Trek can do. Uh, for sure, it's a good example. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll throw another TOS one out there that came right to mind for me, uh, right at the top of season three. Uh, for me, I know some people are much softer on this. Uh, some people find it to be a guilty pleasure, and they're really a fan. I'm not one of those people. I still have a really tough time with Spock's brain, uh, followed immediately by the Enterprise incident, which I think is one of the better episodes <laughs> of the original series. Uh, another one that you know, Spock's brain. You know, e- even if you are a an apologist and you you find it fun and a good time, um, you know, it's so it's so silly, it's so ridiculous. And then the Enterprise incident is this like especially the Spock Romulan commander scenes it's like two different shows like there's so much rich dense yeah. dialogue and complicated relationship stuff and you know uh, they're, they're just two completely different things I think it, it, it illustrates the, the the wide swings that the show can can, can do you know the, the, the kind of character it, it can do you know yeah. very cheesy very you know silly 60s of the time yes yeah. absolutely yeah. Spock's brain and the Enterprise incident I feel like a lot of the especially the Spock around the commander scenes you could you could almost like repackage them you know take the same script take those same dialogue scenes you know put you know Ethan Peck and a new actress on screen and film them now and the, the, the scenes would work I think that it would, it would still hold up and it's really and it would be still really good and really rich and dense mm-hmm. and interesting and almost like seductive like I, that's what happens to yeah. me. I find myself just like sucked into the whole thing um, so that's a, that's a real whiplash moment for me uh, at the beginning of season three um, yeah you feel the same way I know you're you're a little softer on Spock's brand I think as a, uh, as a fun time. yeah but <laughs> still though it's definitely a whiplash moment I think you're totally right just two really different episodes tonally like I feel like uh Spock's brain is so such a uh, very forward-thinking, high sci-fi, if you want to even call it that. Time, and then you go to this like uh, chess match, yeah, um, Bond kind of mm-hmm. uh, action chess matchy, really great episode, espionage. Yeah. Uh, espionage. So, uh, just yeah, definitely Whiplash for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Any other TOS ones that you found you want to throw out? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, technically, it's it's a TOS movie. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> and I think uh, you kind of know where I'm going with this, but I think I uh, do. we got Voyage Home uh, and then uh, Star Trek V. Yeah, Final Frontier. Uh, which I mean, you could argue also. Uh, Final Frontier and then six too, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, I think the more Whiplash to me, at least, uh, really tonally, um, is Star Trek Four and then Final Frontier. Uh, uh, no, that's one of the, another TOS one that kind of comes to mind. Uh, we come on this like incredible high from the vo- voyage home, uh, just a fun, almost comedy romp, actiony thing to. Um, a, a different a different movie <laughs> for sure yeah. uh, is what I'll put uh, so yeah that's Whiplash for me as I, well I think there's an interesting thing to look for there too I think Star Trek 5 certainly tries to follow in the Voyage Home's footsteps with trying to be funny like they, they, they try to imbue a lot of humor and a lighter touch yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and I, I think some of it is okay with the trio I think there's some funny stuff between the three actors uh, that works okay, but I think a lot of it misfires. A lot of it's not entirely successful for my money. Uh, where a yeah. lot of for, for where the vast majority of the humor in Star Trek Four really lands. Uh, so yeah. just on, on as a case of like Star Trek trying to be funny, trying to do comedy well. Uh, I think Star Trek Four and Star Trek Five are interesting back to back examples to look at what works and what doesn't <laughs> when it comes to yeah. Star Trek trying to be funny. Um, you know, there's Star Trek Five. I think gets tries to at times get a little bit more slapsticky, a little more broad. You know, horror dancing to distract the the lame brain soldiers on the planet. Cybox row 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 your boat. Row your boat. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scotty hitting his head on a bulkhead, like just more yeah. slapsticky, more broad, more over the top. Yeah. Uh, kinds of things where Star Trek Four, I think, 
leaned more into witty dialogue, uh, more situational, natural kinds of situations with the fish out of water concept. Um, and just for I think in the minds yeah. of many, one was more successful than the other. Um, so yeah, yeah. Fortune Fifty Five for sure. The other one I'll throw out there yeah. that um, somebody shared on Twitter. I'll give Pensy Pensky file uh, some credit. Um, is the Omega Glory and the Ultimate Computer for me is a pretty extreme. Story. Oh yeah. Whew. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think the Omega Glory is. Uh, you had mentioned it with Cat's Paw. Like, I think it starts out pretty okay. There's some interesting stuff on the yeah. Exeter, the, the deserted ship with everybody, you know, a bunch yeah. of dead bodies and some really creepy stuff um, orbiting a planet mm-hmm. where there's seemingly a fountain of youth um, kind of a situation happening. Um, but it goes completely off the rails, in my opinion, with um, the reveal of the parallel Earth <laughs> kind of idea with the yeah again <laughs> the United States. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. reading the, the thing and uh, a little much <laughs> mistake where yeah. the ultimate computer feels like a much more mature story and uh, much more serious uh, the Omega Glory thinks it's being serious too and it is, it's a serious story but it just it just grates in a way that is kind of unique to it I think um, where the ultimate computer for me really works really well and is a, is a highlight from uh Season two yeah. of the original series, strong episode, great guest star, um, big idea, good science fiction idea, kind of a timeless uh, talking point kind of message story about you know balancing technology with like human intuition and you know <clears throat> gut instinct and total logic, kind of and, and very thematically in line with the things that the show is kind of about at the end of the day with balancing logic and emotion and like the ultimate computer is sort of like a repackaging of the whole idea of the show and. Mm-hmm. attacking that idea in, a, in in its own way and definitely one of my favorites I'm a fan of that episode yeah so yeah that's a good pick for sure good whiplash yeah <clears throat> you have any TNG kind of just following through uh, different shows I do um man kind of the first one that came to mind uh I went to Sub Rosa. <laughs> yeah. uh, I kind of looked what's around it. Um, it which after the, the episode that follows Sub Rosa is Lower Decks. Yeah. Uh, which I think is, is one of um, uh, TNG's best. Um, you know, I went to uh, Cupid. I'm uh, not as, as hot on Cupid. Uh, okay. But the next episode is, is Drumhead, uh, which I think is. Um, not a lot of people talk about, and, and I really like that. And I, and I really like that. Uh, there's some good stuff in Drumhead that's kind of relevant now, right oh, yeah. now. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> uh, I also put down a measure of a man, uh, and, and the ridiculous <laughs> four, 45 minutes or whatever episode after that. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, those three are kind of my big three that, that kind of came to mind when I'm thinking about TNG. Interesting. Uh, I didn't think of that one. Yeah. That's a, that's a good, definitely yeah. a whiplash kind of a thing. You know, I think the Dolphin is not very good. It's not not a favorite of mine by any means. Um, it doesn't tend to make its way on, like, a worst list for me. So, I for some reason, I never thought of it. But even outside of... Like whether or not you think the Dauphin is like one of the worst of the show, it's clearly a very, very different um, you know, kind of show, kind of quality than The Measure of a Man, which uh, yeah is totally it's winner. yeah it's 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 interesting because you come from this this courtroom drama, very dramatic yep uh, you know episode to this um, kind of Wesley kind of in command a little bit and then or just a Wesley story that Wesley. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah yeah is um yeah a little bit of whiplash for me definitely totally agree yeah. uh yeah and Cupid's an interesting one a lot of people that's a that's a very divisive episode I feel like there are people who are really uh who are big fans and there are people like you who it just kind of lands with a thud uh for, for, for some so um, if, if you are one that is not a Cupid person, then the drumhead is is a great. Uh, I think that's yeah. A, uh, that's a that's a that's a great choice. Um, yeah, I and maybe this is a topic for another day, but I'm not. I'm actually not the biggest Q fan, oh, wow. just in general. Actually, wow. uh, I like him used 
sparingly, but I, I really think they went back to the well a little bit too much. So Fair that's enough. maybe a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, um, we could definitely do that. For the next generation, for me, uh, Angel 1 and 1101001. I know Angel 1's a guilty pleasure of yours, but... <sighs> Yeah, um, that's a that's a pretty. Uh, I love one one zero zero one zero zero one. I think yeah. that's that's a really strong early episode. I can see that. That does yeah. some cool holodeck stuff and the big science fiction ideas with binars and um, cool visual effects with space dock and um, mm-hmm. getting into Riker's character a little bit. I, I really am a fan there. Um, Range one doesn't hold up as well. It's kind of similar. I think it's kind of become almost like a Spock's brainy sort of uh, yeah. uh, fun one to watch with drinks and have a good time with <laughs> and make fun of. And yeah. it's not, it's not a, uh, yeah. there's a time and a place for it to, to, to make for yeah. a good time. Uh, Sarek and Menage Troy is a pretty extreme swing for me. I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan yeah. of Menage Troy at all. I find that, especially in the, in the back end of season three, when the show's really, Chugging on all cylinders, that really feels like it's an anomaly almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough time. A lot of the humor there falls flat for me. Uh, not a fan of the Ferengi there at all. Um, but Sarek is a really um, emotional, mature, yeah, deep story like about complete 180. Yeah, yeah. about aging yeah. and senility and yeah. Um, some great Patrick Stewart stuff with the mind meld and holding all of Sarek's stuff. That's some of my favorite TNG stuff you'll find anywhere uh, right there. Uh, peak performance in Shades of Grey for me is a, a real extreme swing. You know, Shades of Grey is an anomaly for sure too. as a clip show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, peak performance is, a, is one that has grown on me a lot. And I kind of actually almost credit you. I feel like you've been such a fan of that. Um, Love that episode. You really were yeah. like a big, big fan from in our early days of talking. That was one that you, I feel like, cited as like a big favorite. And um, yeah. every time I go back to it, I find uh, new reasons to love it and that it's deeper and there's more to it than uh, maybe I gave it credit for when I was younger even. So uh, that's, a, that's an extreme swing for me too. Yeah. Any yeah. others for you from The Next Generation come to mind? Anything I... Uh, I don't think so as far as episode goes. I think you talk about movies a little bit. Um, but yeah, those 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 three were mine that kind of came to mind. Uh, again, I tried to find episodes that I wasn't really hot on and kind of look around and see uh, what was around them. So Okay. Uh, I think uh, maybe TNG is one of those ones where... Uh, we do get those, uh, especially you know, in the back half of uh, you know season three or season two and three. Uh, you get that run, uh, and then you get this this really one anomaly, uh, like Menage Troy, like you said. So uh, it was interesting to to kind of look at the episodes like that. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think yeah. you you nailed maybe the maybe the most extreme of them. Uh, I think for me, like if I was looking at like my rankings, I think the one that's going to be the most like. Jarringly opposite might be Subarosa and Plurodex. I think Plurodex is yeah. way up there. Subarosa is way down there. That's that's yeah. kind of the that might be the yeah. one for for the next generation. Because if I could only yeah, when I think of bad next generation episodes, episodes around them aren't very good as well. <laughs> so um, right. especially some season one stuff. Yes. Uh, when I think of, of that around those episodes are bad episodes too. So right. Uh, yeah. Or at least not not anywhere near good enough to um, <laughs> merit warrant kind of a yeah yeah like yeah, yeah not enough yeah. of a whiplash um, yeah maybe marginal improvements <laughs> but not not enough um, yeah yeah I left Deep Space Nine nine off of uh, my list because I'm going through it right now sure um, so if you have any Deep Space Nine picks definitely throw those out there uh, but the next ones I have are Voyager. Okay. So, a couple yeah. of Deep Space Nine ones I did throw on here. Um, Jim, uh, Enterprise Extra um, of Trek Ranks, uh, threw a couple out there, and I, I echo one at least for sure. Fascination and Past Tense. You'll you'll come across that pretty soon in the early part of season three. I think that's a really extreme swing. Uh, and 
a couple of different folks. Adam uh, was the first, I think, um, who's a regular, been on our show, um, been yeah. here for our streams and at Trek After Dark and such. Uh, Trials and Tribulations and one of your favorites, uh, at least one of your guilty pleasures right after that is Let He Who Is Without Sin. No! I know. Oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's always... Guilty so pleasure. It, yeah. it, it very well may be a guilty pleasure for not just you, but for, <laughs> for others. But man... Yeah. That Excited is... Excited, doesn't I can see that. I can see it. It doesn't get yeah. much more jarring <laughs> when it just yeah. comes to tones and types and um, yeah, that's 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 always even going back to when it was new felt felt like a wow whiplash kind of uh, experience. Those two. Um, yeah, it's only a paper moon and prodigal daughter as well. Uh, is uh, season seven so way off for you? It's only a paper moon is the. Uh, Nog dealing with PTSD with losing his leg and kind of hanging out in the holodeck with Vic Fontaine and taking refuge and really, really great, uh, dramatic, um, you know, smart episode that leans on two guest stars, um, two people that are not in the main credits, uh, very recurring characters with Vic and Nog, who's huge, obviously, throughout the show. Um, but to, for the show to take such a heavy swing on a big idea like PTSD and dealing with trauma and, and put it in the hands of, you know, not Avery Brooks, not Nana Visitor or Kalmini, like one of their main actors, but two recurring guest stars was a bold move. Yeah. I think it really paid off. Um, Prodigal Daughter is one of those episodes. It's a sort of Esri Dax goes home sort of mystery story that is, is, is one of the episodes that would make a list of like insomnia curing Star Trek episodes like just very <laughs> like just kind of lazy yeah. nothing slow burn to nothing you know dead weight episodes for me so that's yeah. that's an extreme swing for me from Deep Space Nine um, yeah I'll leave it at that for DS9 I don't want to go too into <laughs> detail because you're yeah. still rediscovering what that show has yeah. to offer so um, yeah. what do you have for Voyager uh, Voyager, I have three that jump out at me. Uh, this one, I went a uh, different route, and I went to the, the episodes that I find uh, Voyager's best and looked around and see what was around them. Okay. Uh, I think my first one was Timeless. Uh, and then right before that is Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not. Uh, I'm not too big on Once Upon a Time. Sure. Uh, but I. I'm I like. I'm cited as as saying that Timeless is uh, probably my fa- one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek ever. Yeah. So uh, when it's around that, it's definitely a yeah, whiplash. Uh, next one, someone to watch over me. Uh, and then after, I think the next episode after that is 11:59. Uh, whew, yeah, that that I mean, it's not. I know there's some people who like that. Yeah. Um, just not, not a fan <laughs> of Love and Fifty Nine. Um, and then uh, Blink of an Eye. Uh, the episode right before that is Fairhaven. Um, never been um a big proponent of that holodeck stuff. Yeah. Uh, at least with Fairhaven. So. Could be, I don't know, could be off on that, but uh, those are my three that kind of jump out at me. One of the most interesting discoveries I've had with being active on, you know, Trek Twitter, meeting people on social media, is I had always had this preconceived notion that everyone hated everything about the Fairhaven holiday program, because I did. I was never a big fan of it. Uh, yeah. And I, I feel like I've found that... Fairhaven, the episode Fairhaven, the first episode where it's introduced, is actually is kind of divisive. There are certainly people who like like I have for a long time, and like you have been not fans at all. But that episode's got its fans. Uh, Spirit Folk is much more, I think, the second <laughs> one where they go back yeah. and they have the holodeck malfunction, and it turns into a big uh, a big to do uh, kind of traditional yeah. like TNG holodeck malfunction episode. Um, that yeah. is much more, <clears throat> I think, maligned across the board. But you will find people if you tweet something about I hate Fairhaven, you're going to get some pushback <laughs> uh, <laughs> from, from 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 folks that we know and respect and really 
really get along with well. Um, yeah. And I, I've come around a little bit on that first episode, Fairhaven. It's it's not a favorite by any means, but I don't I don't trash it nearly the way I would trash Spirit Folk. Um, the, the second one, I think that's definitely the real misfire of the of the two. Yeah. But you're. I mean, that's a, that's a definite. I mean, Fairhaven. For my money, it doesn't hold a candle to blink an eye. I mean, that's just, that's, that's a crazy, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> extreme swing. Um, yeah. Any other voyagers that you want to throw out, or are they your your big three? Uh, those are my big three. Uh, probably could think of a few more, but uh, yeah, I'll let you. Um, if you have any picks from Voyager. Yeah, I have. Um, there's one <laughs> that I think Living Witness is one example that's kind of bracketed by two rough ones. I love Living Witness, one of my all-time favorites. It's kind of it's got Unforgettable, which is the most ironically titled episode, of course. Uh, it's a love story. <laughs> I don't remember that episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, Demon on the other side of it, which I think is also not very strong, um, not a favorite at all. And uh, yeah. right around that same time, Vis a Vis, which is a Tom Paris. Uh, there's that guy who like swaps bodies with people and. Yeah, uh, not a huge fan of that. Followed by the Omega Directive, which I love. Uh, that's okay. a pretty extreme swing. Uh, yeah, that's a big. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big uh, yeah. Definitely. Um, Threshold and Meld. I think Meld is a near classic. Uh, yeah. Strong episode with. Um, the introduction of uh, Lon Suter, who is a divisive character. Not everybody's in for that. Um, good actor, though. Strong two-box stuff. Um, and if you're of the opinion that Threshold is... It's it's tough because I like the... collect the first half. Like, you know, once Paris starts breaking down, uh, I think that's where the, the episode oh, goes off the rail. But I really like the notion of, like pushing the envelope and um you know going for it and and kind of do this groundbreaking thing so i have i'm really torn about uh threshold i know it's it's ridiculous uh on the back end of this on the back end of threshold but uh man some of the the early stuff i i I really enjoy so yeah that's uh, fair i think once you finally get to a point where you decided to jump in on the Delta Flyers podcast they just did a couple weeks ago Threshold and uh, really interesting to hear Robert Duncan McNeil talk for like two hours about Threshold it's really uh, yeah. like he, he has a unique perspective on it uh, you know has his own has his own thoughts I really he talked about kind of watching uh, you ever seen the Elephant Man the David Lynch movie from yeah uh, he yeah. talked about watching that and kind of using that as uh, a jumping off point for, for those second half scenes that you're talking about uh, where he's really changing and um, mm. that was his kind of entry point into trying to find a way to make that character sympathetic and um, play the tragedy of it uh, so the Threshold is you know I don't know that it's as absolutely god awful as some would lead people to believe but it's uh, certainly not successful I don't, I don't think um, yeah. Fitz Calherp says, in his opinion, Threshold is better than its reputation. He doesn't mind watching it at all. Yeah, I, I think you'll you'll find people out there who are of the same opinion for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. One that I didn't pick that I, w- I had on the cusp. Um, I, I really like Dark Frontier a lot, and that's followed by the disease. We've talked about the disease. But I thought about doing disease. it, yeah. In the disease that I actually like. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, it's it's... That one's tough because it is uh, on paper. It is definitely a, a whiplash, but there. I, when I remember that episode, the disease, there's some stuff in that. Yeah, that I actually. Love, so me too. I'm not willing to go as far as some people. That that's one that I think I would I would excited and say yeah exactly. But I would yeah 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 yeah. I think yeah. we're both on the same page there. Not not as on board with the the hate for that one uh, as as many yeah. are. Any enterprise? that you throw on there uh yeah i've got a couple on price here um first one came to mind uh is a night sick bay uh and oh, then dead stop i didn't do that one. um which Great. uh i'm not a fan of a night and <laughs> sick bay again i'm back to where i i find episodes uh that i'm not too hot on uh it, again this is subjective people could like that episode uh, but then we've got uh dead stop paired with that stop, and i so really good. liked it dead stop so yeah, dead stop. Um, so that I would like. Yeah, 
if you're looking for episodes that you could like put in front of anybody and show them like this is Star Trek this is this is what Star Trek does well this is this is like a good example of accessible easy to show anybody track a dead stop would be on on that list for me I would I would feel comfortable showing that to like a non-fan somebody who didn't really know anything about the show and was just yeah looking for a taste I think that it's just a fun episode fun fun hour of TV yeah um uh, and then that next episode that I uh, maybe we should end on this pick, but um, uh, Terra Prime, and then the episode oh, that shall man. not be named. Um, so good. Uh, I I like Terra Prime, um, and I don't like the next episode that's after that. So, um, and 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 maybe it's a it's a thing. It I don't know. Again, I keep saying this, but maybe it's an episode for a uh, uh, topic for another time. But uh, that to me is a, a kind of a whiplash uh, for sure. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, definitely a whiplash for maybe different reasons. I don't know. Definitely. I mean, I on every level <laughs> would say that that has major whiplash. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that, yeah. that I didn't write that down. And I'm ashamed of myself. That is like a clear as day uh, choice that yeah. cannot be missed uh, on, on a topic like this for sure. For so many reasons. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have anomaly and extinction. Uh, early season three. Uh, yeah. Uh, Anomalies, a dark, dark, uh, you know, thick episode that sets up a lot of the stuff that we're going to get yeah. in season three, introduces the spheres and uh, the kinds of stuff that happens in this region of space, uh, kinds of decisions that people are going to have to make and tease up something Archer's going to have to do later in the season with having to, you know, essentially pirate technology from somebody to keep going on your mission, which is a really tough pill to swallow. Uh, but yeah. really an important episode that I think is really good. Extinction is a, one of my least favorites, a total nightmare for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a really, really rough. Time. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's an extreme swing. Um, I would which also, is funny because yeah. uh, season three is a little bit more serialized. Yeah. So I think that's, that's, that's definitely interesting to look at. Yeah. There's sure. I, I tried to find a few there and I, I really couldn't. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, there, there are some misfires in that season. Uh, I think uh, some weaker episodes, but nothing that falls to nearly the level of extinction. I think that's by far the biggest yeah. of the season. Um, and it is bracketed not on one side. I think Rajin follows it. And I, I don't think that's anywhere near a success. But um, Anomaly is a, is a great episode. Yeah, that um, good episode. Yeah. Yeah, from season four, Daedalus and Observer Effect is a pretty extreme mm. swing. Daedalus is the, the transporter inventor uh, coming on the ship, and there's a big mystery, and there's some interesting production stuff in that with the cinematography, really, really dark. Um, yeah, cinematography, you know, power down ship. I like some of the look of that episode, um, but really, the all really wrote really uh, predictable. Um, and observer effect yeah. is one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek. That's another one that I, I that's like one of the Enterprise examples of I can put that on in front of anybody, and I feel like they could get yeah. like a little taste of what yeah. like Star Trek does, um, what it's yeah. all about. Um, yeah. It's one of my one of my absolute favorite episodes of Enterprise that continues to rise every time I find it again. Um, yeah. Yeah. First flight and bounty would be my last one. First flight being. Oh uh, yeah, I thought about putting that on there too. Yeah. yeah. Bounties. Yeah. Not good in, in my. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you mentioned a movie uh, option uh, you had written down. What do, what do you have there? I'm curious to see if it's the same thing I do. Uh, the I had two, but I wasn't okay. sure. I kind of thought at the top of the show if we weren't going to talk about newer stuff. Um, and so the movies, kind of that I cited, uh, was I talked about uh, Star Trek four and five. Sure, uh, but uh, um, uh, maybe you know, Into Darkness and Beyond okay. uh, would probably be a new one that I. Um, but it's very divisive, I think, uh, as far as Into Darkness, because uh, there are some people that are fine with it and don't feel it as such a, a um, whiplash. Um, 
those two quote unquote episodes, those two movies, uh, as much as the movie one that I cited, uh, which was which was four and five, I think. Um, so, yeah, no, I think yeah. Into Darkness and Beyond is a certainly fair one to choose. I, when you see Star Trek movie rankings put out there, you know, you'll find a good number of them that put Into Darkness. 12th or 13th at the very, very bottom yeah. of the list. So that's that's not an uncommon take. I don't count myself among those folks. I, I have it more towards the middle of the pack, maybe mm-hmm. towards the bottom of the middle of the pack. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think that's a that's certainly a fair one. I, I actually wrote down Nemesis in 2009 as an extreme whiplash. You know, Nemesis, I've always said, um, you know, if you, if you watch Nemesis, Especially post, like, if you're watching it on the back end of Voyager or on the back end of Enterprise or however you're kind of mixing it in, um, you just sort of feel like the uh, kind of a lack of energy, a, a little tiredness, a little going through the motions, a little maybe lack of creative juices flowing. Um, throughout that movie I just feel like it, it just feels kind of old and a little stale and it feels like it needs a, a shot of something uh, a, little, a little extra something yeah. you're going to 09 and it's such a you know I know there, there are folks who don't care for those movies who don't you know subscribe to the the Kelvin timeline at all um, but I I think it has everything that you wish like that Nemesis needed if you want like that's like the Nemesis is like such the clear uh, cry for help it, it, for the exact stuff that 09 delivers. It makes that, yeah. like, you know, getting beamed out at the last second feel fresh and exciting again and not just like an old cliche when Spock gets beamed out of the jellyfish at the end of the movie and, yeah. and just in the nick of time, you know, you see things like that in Star Trek over and over and over again, but for some reason it just feels fresh and exciting and new and cool again uh, to see something simple like that. Going to warp at the beginning of the movie when everybody's on the Enterprise and they're leaving space dock, that feels like, wow, that gives you like that sense of like this yeah. feels big and exciting and fresh again. Like it, the, the, the opening of the movie has so much emotion and, you know, you know big swing. Fantastic. It's, it's so yeah. good. It, it's such a, leaving the end of Nemesis <clears> and <throat> the beginning of 09 just feels like, if that's not Whiplash, I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. I did not think of that. Uh, just maybe because I look at mov- movies as its own thing, as its own thing within that show. Sure, um, that's fair. So yeah, it didn't come to mind, but that that definitely is that definitely is Whiplash for sure. Uh, when you think about movies and the succession of, um, you know how they go is is uh, kind of in a line. Yeah, it makes sense. Total sense for sure. Yeah. Uh, Fitzy Calherb says maybe unpopular opinion, but I like Insurrection way better than Nemesis. That's Whiplash for me. I don't know that that's an unpopular opinion, Fitzy Calherb. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, that's. I think a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> I think you've put 100 Trekkies in a room at a convention someplace post pandemic and you say, hey, everybody who thinks Nemesis is better than Insurrection, go over to the right. Everybody who thinks Insurrection is better than Nemesis, over to the left. I think you'd see a. I think you'd. You'd see it. That's my majority. I have a feeling you would find it. Understate it. Yeah. You would. You would. You would be. Yeah. Yeah. It would be clear. Um, That's a guess, but I feel fairly (laughs) confident in it. Um, Yeah. So uh, we mentioned we did talk about New Trek, um, and and maybe the difficulty. Did you did you have anything from anything new? Any any of the new stuff? There was some lower deck stuff that I thought about throwing out there, maybe. but none of the none of the the live action shows. I think it's it's really tough. We kind of talked about it earlier in the show with maybe uh, Enterprise season three, but uh, and then at the top of the show. But if it, if it's really there's some serialization that kind of uh, maybe helps episodes uh, kind of level out. Uh, and and with being New Trek being very serialized, it was hard to uh, kind of find stuff like that because I think. 90s era's track again was was so tailor almost tailor made for to have either runs of great episodes um or just like we've been talked about and given a dozen examples of whiplash so yeah. uh it was tough for me to to take new track besides maybe the movies uh which i don't know if you would put those under the umbrella but um 
yeah, New Trek, New Trek was tough for me for sure. I, I I agree with you. I had a hard time too, and some of these exam I, I did come up with two, uh, both from Discovery, um, that okay. I feel like I can I can I can sell, um, but. They're not as extreme as some of these other ones that we've talked about. These are not on the same. They're not an alternative factor of. No, (laughs) there's no alternative factor sitting there forever here. There's no sub rows of lower decks here. Um, Yeah, (laughs) even maybe. Yeah, like something like anomaly and extinction, like that. That's a more extreme uh, disparity than what I'm about to say. But I'll 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 go with. uh, from season one, uh, context is for kings and the butcher's knife. Feels, oh, Fitzy called it. Yeah, he called it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the nice. one for 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 me for sure. That's the most extreme. Butcher's knife, I would say, is probably my least favorite episode of Discovery. I, I've seen it a lot. I've seen season one a lot over the years now, and that that does kind of feel like the. Uh, <laughs> The one where the show kind of screeches a little bit to a. There's big important things that happen in it, particularly with Laurel, and it sets the, the whole Vogue Ash Tyler thing into motion. Uh, and, and yeah, but it's it's pretty grim stuff uh, with Tardigrade and um, yeah, it's it, it's got its moments, but I, I find it a little bit of a slog, especially post Context is for Kings, which is very full of. Uh, new and exciting stuff and really uh, atmospheric and um, evocative uh, really effective at putting us in the shoes of Michael Burnham and seeing the ship through those dark intimidating like I'm not supposed to be here eyes uh, I think yeah. did a really good job in that episode of making everything feel mysterious and around every corner is something that you have no freaking idea there is no context <laughs> for her in that yeah. in that in, on that ship she's got context in some yeah. decisions that she's made but um I, I think that's that's a pretty extreme, and I know you probably wouldn't agree with this one, but um, New Eden and Point of Light from season two. I'm a big fan of New Eden um, as like a throwback old school Star Trek episode with um, you know a lot of good Captain Pike stuff um, and uh, Point of Light. There's some there's some decent Klingon stuff in Point of Light that I actually do enjoy, but uh, I find some of the stuff on the ship with Amanda. Talking to Michael about trying to find Spock to be a little like spinning the wheels and uh, a lot of talk of you know, a lot of exposition that yeah yeah is needed I guess but isn't the most exciting or interesting um, you know stuff to spend our time on um, so th- they're the two that I think come to mind the most you know yeah from that era of Star Trek. If I was forcing myself to pick a few, they, they would probably be the two. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really tough. I think it's just... I think it was just too hard for me to, to kind of do that and look at that in that way of those episodes because uh, when you compare, like we said, just some of the, the uh, whiplash moments that we've named before this, uh, I just don't think there's on that level um, it's not it's, it's it's definitely different but yeah 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 you're right about that yeah not to say that those I'm not downplaying these picks I think those I think you're definitely right I think if we definitely sat down and, and had to put down a, a whiplash moment I think those are definitely ones that I think for sure yeah you, there, there are a few you could go with you could easily go with um I know a lot of people are not. I'm, I'm among them. I think it's kind of a weaker outing. That CB Payson Parabellum episode uh, with Saru and Burnham and Ash Tyler on the planet in season one. That's bracketed by on either side the mud episode. Mad, Magic made the same go mad. That's a pretty. There's a pretty big difference there. And in the forest I go yeah. after it. That's a big important episode. Uh, so there, there are some examples, but they're just not as pronounced. Uh, like you said, the, the the Swiss Army knife isn't quite as. Um, well equipped with uh, the, the more serialized format, uh, so you, you you just don't get the the same extreme swings uh, with with that kind of storytelling. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was there any short tracks that just kind of came to mind? Actually, uh, that you think. 
Um, yeah, actually. Uh, you know, to be honest, I, I forget the order <laughs> uh, of some of these. Um, uh, I think Q&A comes right before uh, The Trouble with Edward, which both of us were not okay. huge on. That's that's a pretty extreme swing. Oh, yeah. That's... Um, yeah, I think uh, maybe Runaway and Calypso, are those two together? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think would maybe... I, I think as, or Q&A and Trouble with Edward are, are probably the, the one that I would probably put as the top. Because, uh, yeah, that's definitely a big whiplash for mm-hmm. sure. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Trouble <laughs> with Edward, for me, I, I think I may have said this before, is probably my least favorite thing from this new era of Star Trek. If I had to pick, like, the least <laughs> successful thing yeah. from this Discovery Short Tracks card, Lower Decks, the whole thing, all 70-some episodes of everything put together, I, I think it would probably be that. Um, I'd have to agree. I think uh, some of that is kind of falls in line with uh, Star Trek Five stuff when they're trying to push humor, uh, and it just doesn't land for me. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> so I think unless you have any more that you want to throw out there I think that'll about do it we, we covered a whole lot we talked about all the shows um, and uh, I think found some different examples from each other uh, we had some overlaps and things you said that I definitely wrote down or wish I did and I think the other way around too uh, but I think we both had some unique um, choices as well so um, yeah, it's always fun to, to have a topic that kind of forces us to look at all the shows and take the like the wide view of the whole of the franchise instead of um, getting more specific with one show or the other uh, so yep. it was a lot of fun yeah it was cool any special <laughs> content you want to shout out throw out there uh I think I will mention this is probably a good time to mention uh Bill and I are trying to work through uh and organize a Trek After Dark holiday party. Uh, so that's some Star Trek content that I would probably like to check out there. Uh, in the next probably two weeks, we'll kind of nail down a date for that and time. Uh, and we'll have a good time. So, Yeah, we're definitely looking to have at least uh, certainly one more Trek After Dark between now and the end of the year. So if you're interested in joining the Trek Live Discord server so that you can participate in something like that, um, give me a, shoot me a DM on Twitter at TrekFan4387. I can get you hooked up um, to be a member of the Trek Live Discord server, and that's sort of like your automatic invite for all those events. You, you'll, you'll know about them well in advance, uh, know when they're happening, and uh, be welcome to join in whatever, in whatever way you see fit. So Trek After Darks are... Um, are um, our uh, hangouts where we watch episodes, play trivia, do, you know, kind of whatever we feel like. It's very loosey-goosey. It's not broadcast anywhere. It's not put out there nope. for the masses. It's private. You can be on video. You can be on mic. Without video, you can just type and kind of watch it and follow along. You can be in chat. Yeah. Just you, be in chat. Yeah. Whatever you're comfortable with, whatever your whatever your means yeah. are, whatever you have, it all works. Yeah. Um, no pressure to do this, that, or the other. Um, but you are welcome to join us uh, by sending me a DM, like I said, on Twitter, and I'll be happy to uh, get you hooked up. Yeah. Uh, and like Dan said, stay tuned. We'll have a date to throw out there um, in the coming days. So yeah. uh, the, the other thing I'll throw out there, um, the Trek Profiles podcast is a really, really great show that interviews fans, uh, talks to different folks about their background and their love of Star Trek in, in their own ways. The, the latest episode of that is an interview with Noah Aber, uh, Aberbach-Hat, um, who is... Yeah. The actor who plays Rin in Star Trek Discovery currently, the Andorian who's been the Andorian, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's a longtime yeah. Star Trek fan. He's got a really cool story. He's also married to Mary Wiseman, who plays Tilly. So he's kind of living the dream. He's he's a kid growing up a Star Trek fan who's now in Star Trek and married to an actor who is a regular. <laughs> Star Trek. So that is uh, pretty pretty darn cool. So. That is yeah. a can't-miss interview. Um, uh, you'll have serious fan envy, I'm sure, um, listening to his experience. Uh, but a great, 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 uh, great time that you can't miss. Uh, so that would yeah. be my big recommendation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
think that'll do it for us this week. But we will. Yep. Um, we'll be back next week for see it, skip it for your season two DS nine wrap up. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. Yep. Kind of looking at the episodes from from that season, looking at what you really liked, what kind of missed for you, and uh, kind of comparing notes. And that'll be our last show for the year. Uh, we'll be back in January after that. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll also be back for course heading next week to talk about Terra Firma Part One on Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You'll find that streaming live on the course heading uh, Twitter page um, on Saturday at 10 a.m. And if you go there after that time, you'll find the recording. You can watch it anytime. Um, and this recording for Trek Live you'll find on the YouTube page for Trek Live as well as on our podcast feed. Uh, so, a couple yes, different ways to find this. Yep. Uh, but the best way is to tune in live. So if you're watching this after the fact, uh, I can't recommend uh, becoming a Trek Live crew member and getting involved in, in chat uh, during live or, uh, like Bill said, uh, give him a DM, join the, the team, join the crew uh, on the Discord server and join the community. So uh, shout out to Fitzy, Cal Herb, uh, coming in, uh, being a part of the discussion. Uh, it's always good to them. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Appreciate your your time watching, however you're watching or listening. Um, mm-hmm. Feel free to let us know if you have thoughts, opinions on these swings of episodes. If you have different ones yep. that we didn't mention, we'd love to hear them. Uh, hit us up on Twitter um, or in the Facebook or in, or in the uh, we do have a Facebook page that is often not used but in the YouTube comments as well feel free to share your choices if you're watching on YouTube uh, however you you want to share your thoughts we'd love to hear them the discussion does not stop here so That's right. but we'll see you guys again live uh, next week absolutely looking forward to it thanks a lot everybody yeah Thanks. Hey, this is Trek Live Dan again. Like I said before, the discussion does not have to stop here. Come over to our Twitter, Facebook, and our Discord channel to keep the Star Trek discussion alive. See you guys next time.